What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast, episode 120 in NFL Wednesday. Jumped right in this week. We talked a lot of Giants. Sean is very excited about Daniel Jones being 2-0. After that, we did not talk too much Judge, just a little bit of Darnold because they are coming off a bye week. After that, we did a recap of last week's game. Sean got a little bit heated about a few games, but he'll live. Following that, we did our picks from last week. A quick recap. Jumped into our picks from this week, especially the much-awaited Sperm Bank Pick of the Week, which is brought to you by SorrySports.com, the greatest website in the world. Check that one out. Also, follow us on Twitter at SorrySports. Follow us on Instagram, Sorry underscore sports. And shoot us an email if you have anything to say, SorrySports at Yahoo.com. We will be back after the weekend with a Monday rundown. Hopefully some good Yankees news in there. Enjoy the pod. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Sorry to Interrupt. We're here for a football Wednesday. We're ready to go. Uh, it was a pretty interesting week four, and uh, gearing up for week five, a quarter of the season's already over, bro. Can you believe it? Can you believe that your Giants are 2-2? Two and two? No. It's pretty crazy. Not after the first two weeks. Um, they I... played trash. Well, I mean, actually, the uh, Buccaneers went out to L.A. and put a fucking whooping on them. But... Well, I mean... Again, this week, I, when I looked at the schedule before the season started and before the quarterback change and all that shit, I was like, you know, if they get out of the first four games, two and two, the season's alive. And even though it was not the way I drew it up or anybody really envisioned it was going to happen, uh, they are two and two. So we'll start there. The Giants jump on in. Whooped up on the Deadskins, twenty-four to three. That was the most one-sided Giants game I've watched in a long time. Must have felt nice. And it felt really good. I mean, Jones was not nearly as good as he was in the first game that he started, but he still played really fucking well. I mean, in my opinion, he he showed off the athleticism, ran for some first downs, made a couple nice throws. The end of the day, man, he seems to be in complete control of this offense, and the defense really showed up. And I know it's the Redskins, and they're a dumpster fire. We'll talk about them in a second. But listen... This defense has to eventually play well against somebody, right? And if you're you're going to get right, get right against a terrible offensive team that's in quarterback purgatory again. And listen, they were flying to the ball. They were making... Janoris Jenkins looked like he was really taken personally the way that he played and the way Mike Evans just burned him in week three. He had a couple of picks in this game. Jabril Peppers returned an interception for a pick six. A couple of sacks on Keenum and Haskins. It was really great. The only bad part is is Ryan Connolly, the fifth-round pick out of Wisconsin, who was thrown into starting duty with Alec Ogletree out, is done for the season with a torn ACL, and the kid was playing really well. He had three interceptions in two games. So he's out for the season. That's going to hurt them. Listen, I don't put too much stock into this. I'm certainly not going to wave the flag around and talk about how great the Giants are and say that they're def- definitely going to be a playoff team. But, hey, listen, we talk about it. Every week, winning teams beat up on the bad teams. It doesn't matter how, and it doesn't matter who. The Giants are two and two. They're two and zero under Daniel Jones, and uh, you got to like what you see if you're a Giants fan. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, thankfully, we don't have to talk about the Jets this week, except the little Sam Darnold. They had a bye week last week. 
Um, I liked what I saw from the Giants. I mean, you can't really take too much away from playing the Washington Redskins, but again, <clears throat> you got to play who's in front of you, and there the defense looked much improved. And I don't think that was just because they were playing the Washington Deadskins. I think they got their shit together a little bit. It definitely looked like personnel-wise, they had a better scheme. Um, both quarterbacks were very uncomfortable. That was obvious. And uh, I got to say, man, Wayne Gallman had a day. Yeah. So I don't that expect, was encouraging. I don't expect that to be um, repeated as much um, as it was because he was like a top five running back in fantasy and had a great week. But he's, he's definitely an NFL player. He, he can he can make some moves. Uh, he's a little shifty. Pretty good receiving back. And Saquon is Shaquan, shaky. Is already practicing with the team as well. Yeah, he's shooting for a week six return date, which is a week from tomorrow. That's crazy. At New England. So that injury happened last week. Yeah, it originally was supposed to be a six to eight week injury. I mean, I think he's shooting for week six, and they'll kind of keep that in their minds. But I think realistically, they're going to use him for week seven against the Cardinals. A bad defense. Use him in small packages. Don't put too much pressure on him in the New England game. But let's talk about the Redskins in this game because we really don't have to say too much more about the New York Giants. They played really well and won. They should not have put Haskins out there. Um, I think Case Keenum, he was hurt. He was dinged up at the beginning of the week. And I know he had, I think, two interceptions on his own. Mm -hmm. Regardless, the kid did not look ready. And it's, it's... you like to say a dereliction of duty a lot, and I think it was a dereliction of duty on all their parts to put him out there. You know what it felt like to Although me? Although I was right. I said he. I had a feeling he was going to play in this game. I think it was, to me, it was the complete opposite of Jones. Shermer brought Jones in despite how we argued it. And we didn't like it. Shermer believed that Jones gave the Giants a better chance to win and that Jones was ready to win and play in NFL games. Gruden clearly didn't believe Haskins was ready. And I think the reason that they threw him out there was everybody's clamoring for him. The season's spiraling out of control again. And you know what, fans? You know what, media? You know what, fucking Dan Snyder, who interfered and made this pick? Remember, that's all we heard out of the draft camp was Gruden and the GM were not that high on Dwayne Haskins. But Dan Snyder intervened to control the draft room and said, we're taking this kid at number 15. All indications were he was not ready to play this season. He only started 12 games last year at Ohio State. And even though I was high on him, and you were, and most people were, I said, yeah, for 2020, put him behind a starting quarterback all year and have him learn a pro offense. Don't throw him in there because Jones was a three-year starter at Duke. I believed he would be more equipped to come in. I thought just that... Haskins had the higher ceiling, but the people that whose opinion matter is the Redskins brass, and they don't believe that he was ready, and it felt like Gruden was saying, you know what, I'm going to eventually get fired anyway, whether it's this week, next week, in two, three weeks, or even at the end of the season if they just don't axe me before then. If you're going to force me to play this fucking kid, here's the time to do it. My starting quarterback's dinged up and he's not playing well, or am I really going to bring in Colt McCoy? Here's Dwayne Haskins. Go in, Dwayne. He knew he wasn't going to play well. It seemed like it was just to please the masses in Washington and and all the fantasy owners and the and the media people who wanted to see a first round draft pick. While all these other backup quarterbacks have come in, it is a dereliction of duty. It's a piss poor job by a piss poor franchise, and I feel bad for this kid because I really do think he has tools. I really do think he has the ability to be really good, but not right now, and especially not right on this team. 
put it perfectly, not really much else to say about the Redskins. That team sucks, and they don't really have much talent. You got to believe they're gonna. They have to roll with him now, right? Are they really gonna? Are they really gonna pull the plug on him? I, don't I feel know. like once you throw him in the water, like you got to see if he can swim. What's I, the I, point? The season's I, over. They're zero and four. Uh, they play New England this week, and I don't know. I really don't know. It'll be interesting to see how much he they has like not him announced not. the starter yet. No, he hasn't. I don't know. Are you gonna play up a ding? Are you gonna play a dinged up Keenum, a Colt McCoy, or are you gonna play a Haskins? Either way, you're. You could end killed. this career, kid's career real quick with like a five pick game. Eh, against that New England secondary. I don't know if you could end the career. I mean, it's certainly mentally. Not, <laughs> I think it would be regardless of who he plays. He's not up. He's not set up to succeed on this team, and that's very obvious. All right, you like you said, the Jets are on by. Darnold is hopefully to hopeful to play in Week Five. Um, it all comes down to whether the spleen is still enlarged or not. Um, he said it's probably going to be a uh, Gase came out and said actually that it's going to be a game time decision on Sunday. I'd prefer if they sat him. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Just to share things up because this is a lost season already as it is. And I mean, what's another week just to be sure this is your franchise. You're more worried about next year. Get a better draft pick anyways. Um, hopefully you can get one of those Alabama wide receivers because we could really use help there. I I think that they should sit him, but hey, what do I know? Yeah, I mean, I think that you can look at it a couple different ways. It's This is another game off the schedule that you're going to not be able to see him play. But again, if you do, you do want to see him play healthy. And this is not, I, this isn't me, an elbow. This isn't a shoulder. For this me, isn't he's got to be 100% because if he fucks up his spleen, it's the rest of the year and possibly a career. So Yeah, that's exactly it. Like this isn't like a little bone bruise or something. This is your internal organ. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go about it. I think Darnold is going to lobby to play. Knowing him, he's a competitor. He wants to be out there. He's tired of sitting. But it probably would behoove them and the rest of the organization to just give him another week. All right, let's start off with the rest of the slate from week four. Started off with a really good Thursday night game. Finally, we were done watching the shit game. That was a fun game to watch. Um, I watched that with your best friend in the world, Will Smith. Hey. Um, so we, we watched that game together. Uh, ter- really bad hit in this game on um, Jamal Williams. That there were a couple ruthless hits. Maddox yeah. went out from friendly fire. Mm-hmm. His own guy. Yeah, but aside from that, it was an offensive duel. Um, the Packers' defense looked a little more vulnerable this week. Wentz was swinging it all over the yard as well as Rodgers. Devontae Adams had two touchdowns and I believe close to 100 yards or maybe more in the first half alone. I think he went out with an injury early, but... Again, I think this game was a lot of fun to watch. I don't know what to take away from this game because, again, Philly was a little iffy the week before. Green Bay has looked great so far. Well, their defense has looked great. Their offense seems to have figured it out. Um, I don't know what to take away from this game, but it was just a really fun game to watch. The Eagles, this proved a lot to me because they could have had that Atlanta game. They didn't win that Atlanta game. They played a very mediocre game at home against Detroit, who we'll talk about later. Might actually be a surprise team. Oh, my God. We might have to give Matty P some credit. Um, But this was an impressive – this was an impressive game to me because they're dinged up. They've got a lot of injuries. They went out there on a short week to Lambeau against a 3-0 Packer team that had a much more improved defense, as you alluded to, a really really good offense that seemed to be playing better under LaFleur and Rodgers. And they went in and won this football game. I certainly wouldn't say that the Packers lost it, although Rodgers had eight 
opportunities to get the ball in the end zone in that final possession, and he couldn't do it. Well, I think if Devontae Adams is in that game towards the end, I think they probably end up coming away with this game. You got to feel better about this now if you're Philly, because now you're two and two, and that's a game that on the schedule looks like you're you should have lost, and then. So you equalize that probably from the Lions game, and now you host the Jets, and you assume that they'll win that one and go to 3-2 and two to keep pace with the Cowboys. All right, Chiefs-Lions. Amazingly, this was the this was the premier 1 o'clock game this week. It took a miracle, another Mahomes miracle, to win this game. The Lions played really fucking well. Yeah, I believe this is my sperm bank pick of the week going against Matty P. Um and this is when he became my enemy, when he beat the Patriots. This this is pretty much when I started to hate him. My friend pointed that out to me this weekend. And he's not wrong. Um, I'm going to have to say, Dylan, you're right. Um, I fucking hate Matty P because he ruined one of my first sperm bank pick of the weeks. Might have been my inaugural. Um, and again, he fucks me again. But the Chiefs figured out a way to come back. And it was one of those things where I don't think they had any timeouts left. Andy Reid did everything to lose the game. But... I, I had no doubt in my mind that they were going to go down the field and at least have a chance to win the game, just with Mahomes. And listen, Andy Reid's never had a quarterback like this before. This might be the Chiefs' year, and it might be his year to win a Super Bowl because I think all of the trials and tribulations he has with clock management at the end of the game might be canceled out by Patrick Mahomes. That's a really good point. I mean, he, he bailed him out last year in a couple of games, even in, in the AFC Championship game, if it wasn't for that D Ford offsides. They win that football game, and mm-hmm. the entire story is different. Yeah, this was very impressive. I mean, listen, the Chiefs are the better team. I think we all know that. We expected this to be a cakewalk. It was anything but... The Chiefs are the second best team, or you know, you could really go one or one A in the AFC, maybe even all in the NFL. They're they're fantastic. They found a way to escape this win, with this win, and I thought that was impressive because you know what? Not every week do you have your A game. Not every week are you going to throw for seven touchdowns. Not every single week are you going to be able to just completely out will and impose your will physically on other teams. You're going to have to you know gut a couple out here. And everybody going into this week was like, ah, Mahomes in the dome. You know, he's going to throw for 10 touchdowns. I want to talk about the Lions. It's about time we do give them some credit. All joking aside, they've had a really nice year. Uh, They blew that first game, and you're thinking, oh, God, here we go. I believe they're uh, uh, 2-1-1 now. And they beat an Eagle team, and they hung right here with with a— the class of the comp of the AFC in in Mahomes and the Chiefs, they could have won this football game. Stafford, this was the best Stafford's looked in a while, and he's had a Years. very he's had a very nice year. Some of the passes he was throwing, Kenny Galladay, Jesus, what a game he had! I do have to give the Lions some credit reluctantly, but at this point, you have to. This is four games. This is not one game. It, they were confusing Mahomes and the Chiefs for a lot of this game. If it wasn't for that crazy, that's like holding most teams to uh, sub twenty. And he really held them to twenty-seven because they had that crazy seven or ninety-nine yard fumble return that the whistle never blew, and the Chiefs player picked it up in the in the Lions end zone and ran it all the way back. You know, like that's those are fluky things, but. I credit the officials allowing them to play, make sure that that was taken care of, and it showed up that it was a fumble and picked up and returned by the Chiefs. That's the difference in this game. Yeah, I mean, you have to give the Lions credit. Again, you said Stafford looks good. He looks better than he has in probably four or five years. 
Their offense is humming. They've they've got themselves a running back finally in Carry On Johnson. Um, I feel like they haven't had a running back since Barry Sanders, to be honest with you. Good some good weapons between Marvin Jones. They got Hawkinson, who made a little noise in this game. Obviously, Kenny Galladay and that defense did a good job. Yeah, no, it's playing well. Um, I believe they have Snacks Harrison on this team. Mm-hmm. Came over from the Giants. He's he's a run stopper in the middle. They have some good corners, and again, I said, if you hold the Chiefs to 27, like you said, I mean, that's like holding most teams, so sub-20, so they did a really good job. Good job by you, Matty PP. You're not going to hear that a lot out of my you mouth. You do not seem thrilled having to say anything good about them. No, but again, I, I have a personal vendetta against Matty P, but <laughs> I am a CEO, and I am as fair as fair can be. This is the best loss that you can have. I agree, and in a wide open NFC, I mean they even they, they look be, about as good as you could in good. a loss. They gotta yeah, be feeling good for sure. All right, time to cancel the Falcons. My NFC South pick, uh, they fucking suck. They got waxed at home by the Tennessee Titans, twenty-four to ten, in a boring, very hard to watch game. Titans just went in and ran the ball down their throat, killed them in time of possession, and again, the, I, I have no idea where this Atlanta offense is, but it's non-existent. Derrick Henry looked good. Aside from that, I guess the Titans, Vrabel had him play, uh, clicking on all cylinders on defense. Bad Falcons offense more than good Titans defense, in my opinion. But, yeah, because we've seen it too many times. Yep, absolutely. But this game, uh, I think maybe it popped up on red zone twice. Yeah, there was no action in this game. Um, you know, the Titans, for them, they got to keep pace in this AFC South. Um, they, they've got to believe that they're right there. I believe they're now 2-2. Two and two. And... What the fuck, Atlanta? Just what the fuck? I mean, even if you're not going to do it for me, fine. I picked you to win this division. But you're looking up and down here, man. You've got the you've got Breeze out for the Saints. You've got Newton out for the Panthers. You know, you've got it's Jameis Winston in Tampa Bay. You've got to think that this is your chance. This is a golden opportunity and you are just pissing it away. It's really bad. It's a reflection on the coaching. They don't do anything offensively for me as far as utilizing their skill position players. I'll tell you what. Quinn's got to be gone. I think Quinn gets fired before Gruden. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're talking about especially, Gruden in Washington, right? Yes, yeah, especially yeah. if they keep uh, Haskins in. I think that I think Quinn gets uh, – I think one more bad loss and he's out the door. Yeah, he's the dead man walking because – Again, how do you have this much talent on a team and look that completely inept? I know their they offensive could use Kyle Shanahan. They really could. I know their offensive line isn't great, but you know Ryan's a good quarterback. He's not playing like it. You've got Julio. How many times up and down the the roster do we have to go with Calvin Johnson and Hooper and Julio Calvin Ridley. and or that's right, yeah, Calvin Ridley. Alabama, yeah. bro. Clean it up. Clean uh, it the fuck up. Over right wax. Now. Over wax. But, you know, this fucking team. Devontae Freeman as well. They've got so much talent. Muhammad Sanu, you just can't you Hooper. can't believe a team like this. I did say Hooper, so clean that up. <laughs> I can't believe that this team scored 10 points against a Tennessee team that is certainly not the 85 Bears. The definition of vanilla is a Tennessee team. Yeah. And, and you only get 10 points. I, I think we can write them off. I, I, I'm ready to. I'm certainly ready to because those. What ba- they, what's their record? One and three. Yeah, and those backups are playing pretty well against and Winston too. When we talk about that game, all right. Browns got some. 
they got some much needed positive momentum in this game. Forty to twenty five in Baltimore. They're sitting at two and two. Um, Baker Mayfield says shout out to all the haters. He looked like a tier three quarterback in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Chubb just went off, yeah. and I think honestly, I'm tired of watching them run these these weirdly designed plays for Odell and Jarvis. Give the ball, put the ball in Nick Chubb's chest. Let the play action work. Let Baker get it out of his hands quick. And let Odell and Jarvis do what they do. Stop trying to turn them into wide receivers that they're not. I totally agree. And they did that in this game, and that's why it was 40-25. to 25. I don't want to say the league's figured out Lamar Jackson because I don't think that's the case at all. But I think that we, we should, and we both did expect a little regression. Yeah, I think regression's fair, but let's not... You know, regression to the mean. Yeah, let's not you know put him out to to die here. Oh, I mean, he what he do? He scored thirty against the Chiefs and then twenty five here. I mean, the defense. I think that's been the biggest problem the last oh, two weeks. They've gotten yeah. gashed, and this was a Browns renaissance. This is a this is a game where if you were on the Browns bandwagon, you expected to see because they can run the ball. Their offensive line is average but when you can open up those lanes i still need to see some more creative plays with um with odell i think he had two catches landry had a nice day and who was that tight end that they found out of fucking nowhere it's not a joke because he's hurt yeah it's like a three-part name somebody tweet at us i I got i forget but his name was popping up all over fucking red zone i mean this guy was catching anything and everything torching that raven defense they got to figure that shit out because if Lamar's not going to put up 50 right now, they're not going to win many games. Listen, I, I wouldn't be surprised if over the next couple of weeks they make a panic trade for Jalen Ramsey. Dude, they tried. Well, they tried, but they um, that's why I'm calling it a panic trade because Jacksonville wasn't happy with the offer. And listen, I thought it was a pretty good offer. The first, second, and, and, and Hurst, Hayden Hurst first last year. And I think Gardner Minshew would love – my guy, Gardner Minshew, would love a Hayden Hurst. Yeah, well, you know what they – want more is a premier top of the line defensive back because this team as long as the legend of Gardner continues and we'll talk about them when we get to the later games they're not trading Jalen Ramsey he didn't even play and they won exactly all, all right. right next game next game we've got Oakland. the Raiders and the Colts the Raiders go into Indy and beat your boys 31 24 I don't know how the Colts became my wow. boys, but okay I'm a Raiders fan this year I'm rooting for the Raiders. I really am. I, I think AB did him dirty. He's get, filing a bunch of grievances against him, trying to get that money. AB's got a lot more to worry about than getting that bread right now, honestly. Um, I really, really like Tyrell Williams. That's the opposite of AB. He just does his job. Great wide receiver. Obviously, Darren Waller and the guy Jacobs out of Alabama that they drafted. Mm-hmm. He looks great. Carr looks like he actually knows what he's doing, and their defense played pretty well. Yeah, well, aside from Vontez Burfecht. Well, he actually played say. well. He played too well because he got he got thrown out of the game again for a uh, helmet-to-helmet unnecessary roughness. Straight blatant. Oh, my God. I mean, and then he's, you know, smiling and blowing kisses as he's get running off the field. The NFL suspended him for the rest of the year. And you know what? I'm sorry. I don't call for people's careers. You got to make the money. You got to do what you got to do to support your family. And he is a really good player, but I don't need to ever see this guy in the league anymore. How many times can you do it? He's the dirtiest of dirty players. Good job by the NFL for once getting it right and suspending him. Now, I'm not ready to give them full credit yet, 
they got to uphold this suspension. They cannot, you know, work it down and because the players union has no leg to stand on with this guy. How many times has he been fined, suspended, penalized? They got no leg to stand on. You sign a Vontez perfect. You expect this shit to happen. Gruden in his press conference over in London today said he was not very happy with it. Well, of course you're not going to be happy with your starting outside linebacker getting, you know, you know, off out for the season. But too fucking bad. This is the way this guy is. This is the way this guy has always been. It's given him an edge, but enough is enough. I don't want to see him in the league anymore. There's a lot of people who don't want to see him in the league anymore. I like good, clean, hard hits. I don't need to see this horse shit. Goodbye, Vontez Perfect. Hope to never see you again. Not welcome on the pod. Uh, I'd like to have him on. Not yet. Give him the year. All right, you're suspended from the pod for the year. Too, there you buddy. go. All right, in just a terribly boring game, Patriots beat the Bills 16-10 in the game where Brady looked the worst he has in almost ever. Yeah, no, the offense was absolutely terrible, but again, Patriots defense can win them games this year, which is, is something different that we're talking about. Belichick must absolutely love that. And um, there was a really, really bad hit on, um, what's his face? Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Yeah. And you saw, um, who is it? Matt Barkley, who fucking torched the Jets last year. I remember that game come out and he played pretty well. Honestly, he kept the game. He had a chance to win it at the end, but he didn't because he's Matt Barkley. And and that's why he's a career backup and not a starter. But this was a fun game. And I'll tell you what, that Bill's defense is for real. I'm glad you said it was fun. I didn't think it was fun. I thought it was fun at the end of the game. All right. Well, I guess anytime it's a one possession or a touchdown or less, you know, then it's it's something fun. But come on, bro. I mean, I know you're a Giants fan and you have no reason to hate the Patriots because you're the only team to beat them twice. You're the only team to beat them once in the Super Bowl, much less twice. But isn't it just fun to see the Patriots sweat a little bit and possibly lose? In the regular season in Buffalo, not really. I like it more in the playoffs. For me, I love it. <laughs> I know any you time, do. Any chance I get. Well, let's talk, but honestly, the game. I mean, it was a def- both both defenses came to play. That Bills defense is for real. I mean, they are they're three and one, and that's a really. I'm not ready to say elite yet, but they're getting close. They're a top tier defense for sure. Um, nobody's going to enjoy playing them, especially as it gets colder up there in Buffalo. Um, let's talk about Brady for a second. He had a couple weapons gone. This was the first time that I think he, we're going to see that he really missed Gronk because they had no creativity on the offensive side of the ball. They couldn't do fucking anything. The the Edelman looked banged up with the ribs. They had a couple of you know quick passes that were sniffed out really fast by those super quick corners and outside linebackers that the that the Bills possess. They had no running game at all. Sony Michelle is is bordering on bust. He hasn't done anything. Rex Burkhead didn't have much going on. And they just looked completely lost. It was the only time Brady's throwing the ball into the feet of the offensive lineman. You know, the trademark Eli throw of the last three, four years. Um, I'm not going to overreact, but I'm certainly going to say that this was a game where, remember last year, they had a couple games, particularly in the Super Bowl, where their offense didn't do shit. But you could guarantee that, Gronk would go out there and make a big play when needed. They didn't have anybody to do that, but they did win the game. We can't overreact. It's They're really going to suck when Gronk comes back mid-November, right? I don't know, dude. I don't know if he's going to, but either way, Patriots are 4-0, and um, you know, you, you got to win ugly. We talked about that with the Chiefs, and that's what the Pats did. Their, their defense is elite. Nobody's, nobody's scoring on that secondary. 
No, not at all. They have the best secondary in football. Another ugly game. Kyle Allen and the Panthers beat the Texans 16-10. to Deshaun Watson looked terrible. Hopkins did nothing. Are you ready to anoint him as a Tier 2 quarterback, bro? Listen, man, it's one week. So that's what I said. He's going to come back out it. next week and sling. I guarantee it. Um, it's really tough to play football when you don't have an offensive line. Yeah, and it's also hard to stay on the field. And I have just – again, how many times was he sacked in this game? Six? I mean – I just look it up and down like this guy's not going to make it this year. I you can't continue to take this beating. He didn't play very well. We know that. I did say that facetiously. I just know that you were ready to give me shit after the week you had last week. Put up 10 points this week. That's no good, especially in this division. That's up for grabs. Um, Kyle Allen's 2-0. and And again, we're going to, as we work on down the line, talking about these rookie quarterbacks and backup quarterbacks, it's the year of the backup quarterback. And a lot of teams seem to have really just been galvanized by these guys. You know, Kyle Allen, the undrafted rookie at, or second-year player out of Houston, he's got command of that offense. And with as bad as Newton looked with his injuries on the field in the first couple weeks, I mean, this guy's giving them a breath of fresh air. Christian McCaffrey's a freak. He is a top offensive player in the league. And the defense played really well, partially because the uh, the Texans couldn't keep Watson upright all that often. And, also, I think they just had a coming-out party in this game. Yeah, no, the Panthers' defense looked pretty good, and if Kyle Allen can do this every week and that defense plays that way, they'll win a lot of games. They'll win a lot of games. And this division, both divisions for these teams are both up for grabs. Yeah, so. the South in the NFC and the AFC, I mean, it's just you can't be more wide open than I'm not going to sit here and try and predict who's going to win it, although we did at the beginning of the year. I'm not doing that again. No, you can't now. There's just so much... I mean, we're only a quarter in, so we haven't even scratched the surface with this shit. All right, Chargers beat the Dolphins 30-10. to 10. Should have made this my sperm bank, but I did pick it this week. Unfortunately, the Dolphins are on a bye week or else I'd go against them every single week. This is a peewee football team. Yep, congratulations, everybody, with the uh, survivor picks. If you just continue to take everybody that has Miami, take Miami's schedule out when you're doing your survivors and just circle every week and know who you're going to pick so you save that team for the next week this week go redskins take take anybody against the redskins well yeah now now it's take pats, England. and unfortunately for me and probably a lot of other people the pats already played the dolphins this year so you might not have them yep. anymore um but yeah what more can you say about this game the chargers went into miami and won this football game because a peewee football t- team is not going to win any games all yep. right in the surprise game of the week, at least in my opinion, Buccaneers beat the living shit out of the Rams. I know it was 55-40. It's a 15-point game. This wasn't a 15-point game. They led 21-0 in the first quarter. We have a lot to discuss about this game. Give me your thoughts. I haven't seen this gentleman in a very long time, possibly ever. I guess we were introduced to good Jameis. And I've been clamoring for it, and I gave up on it a few weeks ago. Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich, maybe they figured it out. I'm also extremely concerned about this Rams defense. I do not think they're very good. And I'm concerned about their offense, too. Now, I understand the fact that it's that they put up 40 points, but again, they were slinging the ball all over the yard trying to make that catch-up. Jared Goff threw the ball 68 times. Great fantasy day, but he did not look good. A lot of bad decisions. They're not getting Brandon Cooks involved enough. I'll say that. And Todd Gurley, this arthritis knee thing, it's a lot more concerning than what everybody's willing to admit out of Rams camp. The only guy on this team that I really gets me excited is Cooper Cup because that just guy that guy just seems to be open every second of every day. But I'm worried about this Rams team. 
I really am. And I, I'm did I, I think I picked them to win the Super Bowl. I mean, it wasn't a bad pick because we looked at the NFC and said there's a lot of good teams, but there's probably not a great team with the exception of uh, of L.A. Yeah, I, I think you hit the, the nail on the head, my man. I mean, this is actually two straight weeks of really good Jameis. And, the, you know, he played really well in that giant game. I know that offense was pretty non-existent in the, um, in the second half. The Giants defense did a good job of figuring them out a little bit. But remember that throw he made down the, side, down the middle of the field to Evans. If that field goal kicker makes that kick, that's another win. And they're 3-1. They're and one. Um, one thing I'll say, too, about Jameis is I do think that he seems to be playing with a little bit more confidence because he knows this team is good. The offensive line is a good is is pretty fucking solid, and he's got a lot of weapons. Obviously Evans, but they have more guys that we uh, on this offense than we thought they were originally going to have. I know we both picked them to be a surprise team. I knew but I thought that was, was going to be good. I thought and that now was, it looks like they found themselves a running back in Jones. As I well. thought it was going to be more because of their defense, but Winston's playing with confidence, and he went in there and just lit up this. LA defense. I am absolutely concerned about this LA defense. How could you not be? Jameis Winston, yeah, he might put up some numbers, but 55 points, 21 nothing at the end of the, or 21 points in the first quarter. This is the second straight week. Dude, you know how many touchdowns they have in the first half in the last two weeks? Tampa Bay? Shit. Seven? Yeah. Wow. You guess what? Wow. They have seven touchdowns in the, in the, uh, four quarters that amounts to the last two first halves. They they put up 28 points on the Giants in the first half of that game. And then they put up, I believe it was 35 in this game. So either way, they're, they're putting up a lot of points to score. And when you're coming from behind and you have to sling it, yeah, golf is going to have a day like this. Todd Gurley, that's a major concern. He is a, you know, he, he's lost. He's completely and utterly lost. Um, I don't know. He's a shell of his former self, that's for sure, because he's also not fast enough to go down the field and catch the ball out of the backfield or line up as a receiver that they were having him do a lot a couple years ago. The knee doesn't look good, and he's he's getting stuffed at the line of scrimmage. And if you're going to make Jared Goff into somebody that has to throw the ball 60 times a game, sorry, you're not going to win a lot. Not at all. They gotta um, figure this shit out. I still, I still believe in them. They've got a tough game tomorrow. I They're going in the into Seattle, but, uh, yeah, it's certainly not a gimme. No, not at all. Speaking of Seattle, they beat the Arizona Cardinals twenty-seven uh, to ten. Yeah, sorry. That's quite all right. Uh, you got the score right. It Thank came you, out. Sir. It, yeah, the words came, came out, out eventually. Wrong. I was like, did I just say St. Louis Cardinals? But then I realized I didn't. And no, I you right. did not. You were um, fine. Don't doubt yourself. So thank little, you, buddy. So a little thank conviction. You, yeah. So the Seahawks Do went we into care Arizona. About this game, bro? Uh, I mean, the only time we ever care about the Cardinals is to see what Kyler does. Mm-hmm. Putting up ten points isn't good. No, not at all. We'll see if Kingsbury can can get it together a little bit. I mean, let's try and average. I don't know. I'll take 17 a game. We know this team sucks. And actually, Kyler looked okay against Carolina um, in week three. But, yeah, if he's not putting up points, (laughs) there's no reason to ever talk about the Arizona Cardinals. Not at all. And you can't say much nice about the Seahawks because you beat the team that you should have beat. You go into Arizona and you absolutely handle business. Again, how many times do we have to say good teams beat bad teams? And that's what they did. All right. Next on the docket, these fucking Minnesota Vikings. (laughs) 
I know you took him last week. I don't know what's going through your mind. Um, I'm not going to make fun of you for your last year's pick of MVP of Case Keenum. Not going to do it even Kirk a Cousins. Bit. I'm sorry, Kirk Cousins. Case Keenum would have been a better pick last year, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> this sucks. Kirk Cousins, speak of the devil. Well, speak of the guy that plays on the team. <laughs> looks lost. I, I don't even know what's going okay, on. So- Adam Thielen, who last year was a top probably five wide receiver in football, not even a fucking target. Did you see that Cousins apologized to Thielen on his weekly radio show today? So Cousins goes on and he has a presser every or an interview session every week on this uh, radio station out of Minneapolis, and he was just like completely owning. He's like, he's the top five receiver in the league. I got to get him the ball. Yeah, no fucking shit. You have to get him the ball at in the first possession that the Bears have offensively in this game. By the way, I like the throwbacks they were rocking. It was pretty cool. Um, they injure Trubisky. Now we've had our Trubisky conversation. I'm not high on him. I don't think he's all that good. But we saw against the Redskins that if you put him in positions just like you did last year where he's making intermediate throws, he can use his legs and roll out. He's a pretty accurate passer with those routes, and this defense is good enough to beat anybody. Anybody. But he goes out, and you've got Chase Daniel coming in. And I'm thinking, okay, they're not going to score many points in this game because the Viking defense is good. Well, guess what? They didn't have to. So I'm thinking, all right. Cousins, you don't have to put up a lot of points here, buddy. You, you're probably just going to have to score anywhere between 17 and 21, and you're probably going to win this football game. Can't even do that. Matter of fact, you can't even score a touchdown. Six points. Six motherfucking points that this guy puts up. And I get that the Bears are a great defense. They're fucking great. I would probably say they're the best in the league, especially when they're firing all cylinders. Khalil Mack. Hicks, all those guys. But here's the other thing. Hicks didn't play in this game. You know who else didn't play? Roquan Smith didn't play in this game. If you're... Okay, fuck the MVP talk and how much of an idiot I am on that. But you are supposed to be a competent NFL starting quarterback. guaranteed man. Jesus fucking Christ. Awful. The Bears defense is awesome. They flew around. Daniel did enough in this offense to to keep them afloat. The time of possession was fine. Montgomery, we saw a real sighting from him this week. Finally, they gave him a lot of carries. He was awesome. This Viking defense still played super well. God, their offense fucking sucks. And they're gonna they're playing the Giants this week in MetLife. I'll have a couple of things to say about that game when we do our picks. But yeah, just a disappointing effort by a Viking team that really needs to get their shit together. The Bears. Are you ready to go into this? Is Are they better with, off without Trubisky conversation? Because I'm not quite there yet. Nah, they put up 16 with Daniels. I mean, Trubisky probably would have put up 20. That's, I mean, again, like, I know Trubisky's not great, but I don't think he's a hack. And I always think you're better with your starting quarterback than without. Unless yeah. you have a rookie who's ready to come in and shine. You're not better with a backup quarterback, especially a career journeyman. But we saw Daniel play last year for, I think it was three or four weeks when Trubisky was out, and he you know, acquitted himself totally fine. He knows the offense. He knows how to make the, the short passes, and he's not going to do anything that wows you, but he's going to chew up a lot of clock. I don't know how long Trubisky's going to be out with his shoulder. Um, I don't know if they go out and get somebody else, but if the defense plays like they have the last two weeks, they really don't need to. Nope. Not at all. All right, let's move on to the next game. My favorite game of the week, the Mississippi Mustache, goes into Denver, leads a massive quarter comeback, and they beat the Denver Broncos 26-24 to on a walk-off field goal. 
There was one play that you saw that's been on every loop where he just danced around in the pocket for what seemed like an hour, but I think it was a good like 10 to 12 seconds and then found a guy wide open in the end zone. That was just an awesome play. And listen, we're talking about the backups. You got the best one of all right here. Minshew Mania, the Mississippi mustache. I love him. The legend continues. Um, You've got to feel really good about this Jaguar team now. Um, they're we, getting to the we have a quarterback controversy, by the way. Oh, yeah. No, this is legitimate. Um, this is legitimate. And for a team that looked like they were teetering on the brink with Ramsey getting into it and then demanding or requesting a trade, and, you know, there just seemed to be a lot of turmoil in that locker room left over from last year. You go in and you get a Nick Foles. There's a lot of optimism. He gets hurt in the first quarter of week one. And here comes this kid out of uh, Washington State, and you're not thinking a whole lot, and all of a sudden now, he's shown magic. He's played really well. Um, I mean, they should have won that Texans game because he led them down the field in week two. Should have won that game if they gave the ball to Fournette. Then they win that ugly, rainy game against the Titans, and now they go into mile high and win this game. Um, The Broncos, I'll say this. And because I've had them on red zone, they've lost close games, I think now three times. Flacco hasn't played very well, but in each game, he's let he's he's led them down the field and have given them a position, a chance to win games. If their defense is held up in those three games, they actually are three and one. What actually hasn't happened is their defense hasn't held up. This is a defense that I thought was going to be elite under Vic Fangio because they had the personnel and the coach to do it. Now Bradley Chubb with a torn ACL is out for the year. That sucks. Uh, the Broncos, from here. Yeah, the Broncos are definitely looking like a team that's going to be drafting in the top three. I'm looking to see – I know he's still hurt, but are we ever going to see um, – Drew Locke this year because you're going to get to the point where once he's 100% healthy, why do you still play Flacco? There's no reason to. Um, Because John Elway loves him. Elway's got to lose his job, man. I know. No, I agree with you. He 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 can't analyze quarterbacks. It's tough to fire a legend, though. Yeah, it is, but it also, you got to win. And, uh, they haven't done a lot of winning lately, but this was about Gardner Minshew to me. Um, you just got to absolutely love him and, you know the team does because they're winning, and he's a big reason why. All right, the Sunday night game, Wills-Dallas Cowboys. They played a real defense. We wanted to see how they were going to do. They played a real team. We wanted to see how they were going to do. Uh, Ten points. I, would, I saw in a Snapchat or an Instagram story from him with his stupid Cowboys bucket hat on, and he was so excited right before the Cowboys game. He put out that Insta story like he does every week. And I watched this game. It was a terrible. The two out of the three primetime games this week, by the way, sucked. Because um, we'll talk about the Bengals and the Steelers following Jesus this Christ. one. That one was even worse. Um, yeah, the Cowboys' offense did they did they mute um, Kellen Moore's microphone? Is my question. And just did they go back to last year and the years of the past when they were having? the clapper or whoever his cronies were calling the plays because this offense looked completely different than it did the weeks before the weeks previous to this. And I understand that they're playing a much improved defense from the teams that they played the weeks before that, but 10 points with those weapons. Come on. Well, this is the first week that we saw Dak Prescott have to win. Because yeah, he got Zeke, a lot of pressure as well. A lot of pressure he was under. Uh, Elliot 
couldn't run to save his life in this game. Um, a tremendous amount of pressure. The the run defense on New Orleans was just stifling. Obviously, Witten had that awful fumble. The game's probably different different if he doesn't cough that ball up as he's running towards midfield there. Um, you know, that's so uncharacteristic of Witten, but those things happen. Maybe the game's different, but that's it, whether that impacted the game tremendously or not. Cowboys didn't look good in this game. They didn't look good in this game at all. I'll say this, though. Their defense is legit. Four weeks in, their defense is legit. It's hard-hitting. It's physical. It's precise. They're, they, they have a lot of really good players on that defense. And for Bridgewater, that put up 31 points in Seattle the week before, he also looked pretty lost. They yeah. have four field goals in this game to win. But, you know, I'm not going to shit on Prescott. He had three really good games against three really bad teams. He's going to get a chance to play the Packers this week in, in Jerry World. Every quarterback has a bad game, but, man, you can't. It. This has been the, the philosophy on Dak from the people that aren't all in on Dak, which I'm not. And, again, I'm not saying that he's a bum and that he doesn't deserve to be in the league and that I wouldn't even be happy with him as my starter. But if he doesn't have a running game and he's asked to be the reason they win, I, I really have my doubts of whether he can do that. I'm in complete agreement with you there. I think I, I want to call this game more fluke than real for the Cowboys. I think yeah, they're no, a much they're a great team. team they're a great this. team. Is that a little jinx from you? A little reverse jinx? No, I, I said last week it was time to really give them their due against the even and that was a Dolphin game. I, I think that I really do think they're a great team. I picked them to be the wild card winner. They might win the division. I did pick them to be a playoff team. They have an excellent defense. And their offense should be good enough to win a lot of games. But I think this you are going to have these scoring game You are going to have these fluke games. But I'm I. This is again why I have my worries about Prescott because he's not a guy, in my opinion, without the help of a running game and setting up a lot of third and twos, third and threes. That's capable of winning you games. You know, Mahomes. How many third and tens, third and eights that you see, and you're like, all right. He's going to convert this. Rogers, same thing. I think even Wentz, I feel pretty good about those. Yep. Prescott, I, I still don't feel that great about those. But if things go right for the Cowboys, he's not going to be asked to do that a whole lot. Absolutely. All right, so next one up, final one. Another terrible game. Jesus Steelers Christ. beat the Bengals 27-3. Um, it looks like they designed a couple packages for Rudolph for him to get a little bit more comfortable Aside from a one one deep ball in this game, he was his average pass, his average air yards per target was like two. Sounds about right. But you know what? They won, and that's all that matters. And they won in in a pretty big fashion, twenty seven to three. Bengals suck. I think we already knew that. I guess I didn't fucking know that because I picked them as a, yeah, I picked them as a sperm bank pick of the week this week, I believe. So. Oh, no, I didn't. I picked the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sorry. But I picked the Bengals as one of my games this week. Yeah, you thought they were going to cover. And listen, I'm going to remind you never to pick Case Keenum, and you got to remind me never to take the Bengals. Again, it's not Case Keenum. It's Kirk Cousins. You've got to no, start getting these names, names right. bro. It, and I get it. They've That's got the comedy s- of it. similar kind of style of names, but they're not the same quarterback. And no, nobody would ever give Case Keenum all that money, and really nobody should have given Kirk Cousins <laughs> that money. Exactly. But yeah, no, the same no Cincinnati fucking sucks. Um I wanted to give them more credit in the, uh, you know, when they, in weeks one and three, I mean, they should have beaten Seattle, and they played pretty, they hung with Buffalo. I mean, they got trounced at home by the 49ers, and in this game, 
I mean, you want to make the Steelers feel good. They had the Steelers had to win this game because they were over. So now I they're one and this, three. I should have seen this coming from a mile away. Yeah, I, I really should. Now they're one and three. They did design some packages for Rudolph. Obviously, if they dominate the time of possession like they did in this game, and they play, you know, just a terrible defense, they'll, any team will win. Uh, I'm certainly not ready to jump on a Steeler bandwagon. Um, this is what happens when you play a team that is going to finish in the bottom three in the league. And they didn't they aren't finishing as a bottom three team in the league because, you know, their starting quarterback got hurt or something. They are that bad. Yeah, no, absolutely. They I mean, listen, we could say for like six or seven teams in the league right now they might be getting a top three pick. So Yeah, I mean you could say for the Steelers, I mean it's like listen, if they finish as one of the worst teams in the league, well Big Ben went out and you you know, that's a that's a t- that's a quarterback that you think you're gonna win a lot with. Well the Steelers definitely don't think that because they traded away their first round pick. Well that's that's but that's still what I'm saying is like when we look back on this year, right, we're gonna say, Okay, the worst teams in the league, Dolphins, um the, you know, you're the Bengals, Jets, the Jets, but still, you could even make a case for them. They want the, their first round draft. You picks, just said the Broncos five minutes ago. Yeah, their draft picks not playing. Their first round draft picks not playing. And and Darnold, your franchise quarterback, has played one game. So, mm-hmm. you know, those are those are at least excuses where you can look back and say, yeah, I mean, the reason they're so bad is those are viable reasons why the why they're not that good neither of these teams we thought were going to be great but are the Jets this bad no I think if they're healthy they're they're better Noah Nunwa they're probably a five or six win team they're not a you know a one win team but without your starting quarterback you're probably going to be especially when Luke Falk is your quarterback you're looking at a Steeler team where if Mason Rudolph shits the bed and they don't they don't play well yeah there's reasons why the Bengals and the Dolphins, the only reasons why they are is because they are fucking atrocious. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Throw the Cardinals in there, too. Yeah, they were destined for, for terribleness this entire year. All right, so that wraps up the games for the week. Um, we got two bye weeks coming up this week, so it's going to get a little bit slimmer. can't believe we're a quarter of the way through the season already. It's wild. You wait all year, and then it goes by so fucking fast. All right, so let's recap some picks from last week. You went one and three. I went two and two. Off the top of my head, I believe I am one game up on you for our that season. That would be correct. All right. So, last week, Shawnee Boy, you took Houston, who you seemed a little upset about. And now I realize why you were a little bit more heated about it because mm. you took them. Minus four and a half, Carolina all, uh, obviously won that game. So, that's an L for you. You took the Giants. Good job by you, buddy. That's a win. There's your one win. There you go. You took the Kansas City Chiefs, which I did as well as my sperm bank pick of the week, minus six and a half in Detroit. We know how that game went. Very close. Fun game to watch. Um, Detroit ended up covering that one. And then finally, you took the Minnesota Vikings, who were a two-point underdog, and they could barely even score a point. Yeah. (laughs) Guess you got nothing to say there. I don't. All right. So for me, I took the Giants as well. I took the Chargers. Pick against Miami every single time you can yeah. this year, fellas. You should have made ladies. that your sperm bank. You really should have. I should have, but I didn't. And I, like we said, I picked Kansas City. That was stupid. And I took Cincinnati. That was even dumber. Yeah, not a great week. Because at least you can us. justify taking the Chiefs. You can't justify. Oh yeah, well I think again I think a lot of it comes from the fact that we just think so little of Patricia, but now we unfortunately we've got to start giving him a little bit more credit. Unfortunately, is right, my friend. All right, so let's jump into the picks this week. Both the Jets and the Giants play this week, so 
We are going to have to go with both those games. Let's lead off with the New York Giants. The Giants are at home. They are five-and-a-half-point underdogs against your Minnesota Vikings. What do you think, buddy? I'm going to guess you're going with the Giants. you got to give me a minute to talk about this shit. All right? And I've been saving it up, and I've been very angry all week. And this is one of the times where my emotions haven't turned down since Monday. I am picking my New York Giants. They're 2-2 two and two now. Just talking about the Giants. They're 2-2 two and two and 2-0 two and oh under Jones. I know they've played the Buccaneers. Ooh, actually, that doesn't look all that bad now. And the Redskins. But 2-0 and oh is 2-0. and oh. I got to see a little bit more from them. But I am feeling good. There's, there's good vibes. Tom, we had your good vibes tour. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. This is a good vibe. Work out very well. This is it didn't. Well, I hope this one works out better. This is a good vibes tour for the Giants. I'm feeling good about them. They're giving five and a half or uh, getting five and a half points rather at home, and this is fair to me, except the fact that this fucking Viking team. They're gonna do it to me again. I have a feeling that this team is just gonna shit on me because I'm not gonna pick them because they suck and Cousins blows. And then they're going to go and put up 35 points on my Giants. Everybody's going to be singing Kirk Cousins' praises. And the defense is going to have an issue. And then I'm going to buy in on the Vikings again just for them to do this to me. After this game, mark my words, everybody listening. Tom, I need you to do this too. I'm not picking the Vikings in any more games this year. Done. So, now that this is a uh, this is the last Viking game I will be picking all year, I am taking my New York Giants. Okay, so you're just it's a complete stay away when the Vikings are on the schedule. For the four games we pick, I will never pick another game that the Vikings are in <laughs> after this week because they don't play the Jets and I don't have to pick them for any more games. Done. All right, I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings minus five and a half. I really like their defense and I think Daniel Jones is going to struggle a little bit against that defense. And I think if there's a get-right game for Case Keenum and his boys, um, Dude, it's going to be against it's the Kirk Cousins. It's going to be this against This is fucking awful. This is the third time you've done this. You need to start paying attention. No, it's not that I don't pay attention. Yes, it's it just, is. Because at one time, it's okay. Fine. He did this me, again. Let me explain to you how my brain works, okay? Once I start to associate names with each other, I could know who you are. I could know your birthday. I could know what sign you are. I could know what religion you are. I could know your husband's name or your wife's name. Once I do it to people at work all the time. All right, well, let me tell you something. You're doing a podcast, and part of the job is you got to get people's names I'll right. Get this off is my the fucking third back. time today in an hour that we've been recording. Kirk Cousins. There you go. Captain Kirk. Get right game. I'm not saying I believe in him because I don't, and I know that if I ever did, you would just jump across the table. But I think there's a game. You're playing the Giants' defense. I know you liked how they played last week, and I did as well, but they were doing that against the Washington Deadskins, who are literally a corpse at this point. And I think that this offense is going to do well enough to beat them by a touchdown or more. I do believe everything you said, and I have a good feeling that – Captain Kirk is going to just fuck and me I again. And I feel really good going like, against as a you. fan, I'm going my heart here, and also because I'm so angry at this Viking team. I'm trying to use my head. You're trying to use emotions, not to mention this is really going to upset you, and I hope it comes to fruition. And I No, really because I, I believe that the Giants will lose this game, I'm but I'm picking them to win. It, but you're going to be just as pissed next Wednesday when we talk about it. All right, so let's move. I took the Vikings minus 5.5. Let's move on to the Jets game. They are in Philly they are getting 13 and a half points 
We don't know who's starting this game, whether it's Falk or whether... See, I got that name right, so fuck off, Sean, because I wasn't getting it right last week. Well, you're not confusing him with somebody else. Or Sam Darnold. I could confuse him with a guy off the street. I don't know who the hell he is. Well, we're not talking about other people off the street. I don't know what your point is here, man. It's pure comedy. I'm sorry I get their names confused. They're two white guys that are fucking mediocre at best quarterbacks. It's only because we've said the name so many times. I've already corrected you a couple times. You on need this to turn pilot. the page on the name thing. This is me, bro. This is me. You just need to do a better job. I'm. I'm not. I might be losing my mind. I might have already lost it. But names are not <laughs> my thing. Okay. I get the team's names wrong. I get the players' names wrong. But everybody that listens knows what I mean. So fuck off. I don't think they do. I think they believe that this. you still think this is 2017 in case Keenum plays on the Vikings. 2017 was a good year. I wish it was. All right. So Philly <laughs> minus 13 and a half. To be honest, and you said this to me earlier, I don't think it really matters who plays quarterback. I'm Again, I already expressed how I hope it's not Darnold. But it's going to be a semi-compromised Sam Darnold anyways. And... Aside from Le'Veon Bell, I'm really disappointed in the weapons that the Jets have around the team. Maybe a uh, maybe the guy that they got from Washington I like a little bit, Jamison Crowder. There's his name. But aside from that, I really don't like it. Congratulations. You know who's on your team. Thank you, bro. So I am going to go with Philadelphia minus 13 and a half here. I think they're rolling. Yeah. I mean, if you want to carry positive momentum over from that Green Bay game, and you rightfully should uh, – I know a good way to do it. Go back home and play the Jets. Um, 13 and a half is a big number, but again, I I really don't think it matters who plays quarterback. I mean, the Eagles will have to really lay a fucking egg. They will have to just put up a real shit game for this to be close. And um, they're going to play with urgency because we just saw Dallas lose. Dallas has Green Bay coming in this week. And that's certainly not a win for Dallas, like a gimme win. And the Eagles are saying, wow, the Giants are 2-2 two and two now? Oh, shit, we're not, you know, this is not just between us and Dallas here. So they got to win games. They can't afford to take their foot off the gas. So, yeah, I'm going to say this is, they'll, they'll win by 14. Okay, all right. So let's move on to our out-of-market game. Sean, what's your first game here on the docket? I'm de- going down to Houston. Again? I am. <laughs> and yeah, they fucked me last week, and yeah. that was that <laughs> was going to cancel Houston again. You're really cutting yourself down if they fuck up this game. If you remember earlier, I said I can't cancel Houston. I can't. I, I can only cancel one team out of the two teams that are playing each other, and uh, I've already canceled Atlanta. True. So I'm giving Houston another chance. They've looked really good some weeks and really shitty other weeks, and last week was one where they were really shitty. But that Carolina team came into play. I hate this Falcon team. Um, because I believed so much in them, and much like the Vikings, uh, they let me down by a lot, and I don't like being disappointed. So I'm going to go with Houston this game. It's only a five-point spread. They're only favored by five. I think they can do that. If Atlanta continues to have no ability to put the ball in the end zone, their defense is not all that good. Deshaun Watson, can you do it for me, baby? Win by at least six? Let's do that. All right, give me Houston in this game. Two picks, I'm giving them a chance. Two picks so far out of the four that you've made with your heart instead of your head. Never a good sign. Um, but listen, I hope it works out for you. I really don't. Deep down, I don't. No, you want to make me eat all that shit food. I do, and I can't wait for that, for that day. Um, but I am going to go over to Los Angeles where the L.A. former San Diego Chargers play against hey. the Denver Broncos. 
I don't really like this Broncos team. I don't think I I don't think I picked them to make the playoffs. I'll have to look at my notes again. I did. I'll eat this. Um I just don't like this Denver team, especially with Chubb being out. That's one side of pressure that you're really not going to have. You're going to be able to double team and and throw a bunch of things at Von Miller now. Their secondary doesn't look very good either. And we thought they were going to be a much better defense with Fangio out there who was the former Bears defensive um, coordinator, and he did a really good job there. Doesn't look too hot now, but I like this Chargers team. Melvin Gordon being reintegrated into the team. I I really like the way they've been playing lately. Rivers has been slinging the ball around the yard, getting a lot of wide receivers involved. Give me the six and a half. I will take it. I think Chargers win by a touchdown or more. I do like this pick by you, and already I am getting scared because every game aside from the Jets-Eagles game, I am going with my heart, and that last one's going to be the Packers in Green or uh, in Dallas. Dallas is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I get it. They're three-and-one, and they're at home. So uh, ultimately, Vegas pretty much decides that this game is almost even, but Dallas at home gets the three points. All right, Green Bay. You pissed away a chance against Philly last week. Your defense didn't play as good. You suffered some injuries. Rodgers couldn't quite put the ball in the end zone there at the end, even though he had a million opportunities. Green Bay owns Dallas. I don't have to tell anybody else to know that. Will knows that. Rodgers known for some big moments. I know that Des Bryant non-catch catch was a uh, is still deep in the minds of Cowboys fans. And then that 2016 uh, divisional playoff when Rodgers made that crossbody throw to beat the. Uh, one seed Cowboys. By the way, and I don't, in the spirit of being a good guy as opposed to being a competitor, which I don't usually do in my life, Devontae Adams not looking like he's going to play. All right. You sure? Yeah. No, I'm sure because, again, it's only three and a half. So if this was anything probably north of five, I don't know if I'd touch it. But at three and a half, eh, I'd say six. But at three and a half, I really do want Green Bay to win this game because I really want Dallas to lose. Sean, again, rooting with his heart. So as I, as I led off with this pick, I am going with my heart again. Um, but I was looking up and down the schedule, and I just this spread interested me, and this game is going to be the premier game of the week, in my opinion. So Green Bay Packers are going to go to Jerry World and, you know, go the, stick the uh, stakes through the hearts of the Cowboys fans again. Uh Give me the cow or give me the Packers in this game. Although that would be nice. I guess I'm a Cowboys fan for the week. Um, it's funny, I had this game circled. I picked Green Bay. I took Green Bay. And then I crossed it out. Why'd you do that? Did you just see a more appealing game, or did you just say, like, I can't this game's too close, I can't do it? This game one, this game's too close. Two, I think Green Bay, the Eagles defense. Green Bay was at home. The Eagles defense is not nearly as good as the Cowboys. And I think this is going to be a game where it's a little dirty. I think the Cowboys are probably going to end up leading by seven a majority of the game. And I just don't see I don't see the Packers being able to come back. Now, real fast, before you make your sperm bank, it's interesting you say that because the total that Vegas has for this game is 47. I don't think there's going to be nearly that many points. I could no. see this game being the under. something like 21-18 or 21-17 rather, something like 17-13. A game that's not all that offensively beautiful, but a hard-fought game. So, but I do. I am going to take the Packers in this game. Well, I wish you the best. Thanks. I really don't. I know you don't. Now I am two and two this year since I've started. You will have to congratulate Will though. 
That that's okay. I'll because you know I love it when the Cowboys fans get all get all fucking excited in October and then they get their hearts broken. I love it's my favorite time of year. My favorite tradition. Back to the sperm bank pick of the week. I am two and two this year. Since I've started taking things serious, I am beating Sean in the sandings. Every week I look to see if there's a few new items coming out. I've actually called Burger King and asked them if they could reinstate the bacon milkshake that they had of a few what years back. What in the fuck was that? Yeah, well... There's I'm, no way that was a thing. I put in a couple calls. Um, there's I no had, way that was a thing. I had Hold my on. secretary. Hold yes, on. it was. It was. Google it. I swear to God. All right, I'm going to do that right now. You Google it. Sperm bank. Um, I have... I, ha- I didn't put in the calls. I'm a CEO, but I had my secretary. Um, he knows who he is. Put in a couple calls to um, Burger King to see if they could reinstate that. I just said that I loved it so much and that you know, I would pay you know hundreds of millions of dollars to have it back just for that one day because that would be a nice treat. I am gearing up for that because I am beating you by one game. I'm going to Washington. This thing did exist in 2012. Of oh course my God. it did. Of course it did. You don't think I know that? I'm up on the fast food times. I'm seeing all the new recipes that are coming out, seeing what's going to tickle your fancy, Shawnee boy. I am going with the New England Patriots minus 15 and a half against the Washington Redskins. I don't know who's playing quarterback, but I don't really care either way with this secondary. Adrian Peterson is averaging like a record, and I know he's a Hall of Famer, but he's averaging like a record low yards per carry. I think he's averaging under two yards per carry, so they're clearly not going to be able to run the ball. If Haskins start this starts this game, I think it's a, I think it's probably a four pick game, possibly a pick six tucked in there. I think New England has a get right game after last week, even though they won and they win this game by twenty or more. Give me the New England Patriots minus fifteen and a half in Washington for the sperm bank pick of the week. Lock it in, ladies and gentlemen. Nicely done. Uh, first of all, the fact that that bacon milkshake, I saw one picture, and I was just, that made my stomach churn. Uh, I really hope they never bring that back and your secretary can't get the job done. Second of all, it's going to be interesting to see how we do this week because I don't usually pick with emotion. I mean, unless I really want my Giants to win, like in week one when I picked them to cover against the Cowboys, I knew deep down they weren't going to do that. I knew the Cowboys were going to kill them, but I had to. I wanted the season to get off to a good start. But in other games, I don't usually do that. But I just wanted to continue a trend this week, and I, I was feeling fired up about this Viking team. I know they're going to beat the Giants, but I need my Giants to do it. Come on, come on, boys. Let's go. Daniel Jones era. Let's make it 3-0. and And I want to see the Cowboys lose. I really do. And if Houston doesn't do this for me, Atlanta, they can do whatever they want. They're canceled. It doesn't matter to me. Um, even if they win this game by 45 points, I'm still never going to pick them again. Texans, Bill O'Brien, Deshaun Watson. You've been warned. You're on notice, so it's going to be... So you've already canceled Atlanta. You've also already canceled I'm Minnesota. Ki- yeah, after this week, I don't have to pick another game they're involved in, and I won't. What about Atlanta? You pick against them? I'll pick against them, yeah. Okay, so... so Vikings, I feel like, are going to fuck me anyway. So I don't really care. You know, if I pick against them, you know, they'll win. If I pick for them, they'll, they'll lose. Um, the Falcons are just terrible. I don't want any part of them. And the Texans... You know, you mock me because I put Watson in a, in a tier six, and then they put up ten points and all that shit, and then I look smart, and I'm tired of doing that too. So you're on notice. Cover this spread for me, and okay. get a little bit of a grace period. Kind of like, hey, you fired yourself. You know, there's a little bit of a I put honor system. On notice. Yep, you got to get back up there. Prop yeah, back no, up. Absolutely. This is Houston's week to be propped back up. Listen. 
Honestly, if you're right about Watson from the beginning of the year and I win this bet, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, if you... This is my vendetta against them. You're not even involved here. This is more my well, vendetta I'm with these teams. I'm always worried about me. So, yeah. all right. Well, this is my vendetta with these teams. All right, everybody. We'll be back on Monday with the Monday Rundown. Sean and I have some Yankee tickets to discuss right now. So, everybody, enjoy your football week. Go Yankees. Go Yanks. <laughs>